What's up, guys? Rick from DFS On Demand here with your one-and-done preview for this week's Honda Classic. This is kind of a fun one because I don't think there's a super natural fit here. But before we jump into that, remember, this is the one-and-done preview. This is not the DFS preview. This is not the betting preview. So this strategy is more about one-and-done, not necessarily the players that I like and or dislike. That DFS video can be found linked right here. Let's try that. Uh, so you can go watch that as well. But let's talk one and done and look at the full field for this week. Let's do this. And I think what we need to realize right off the bat is the Honda Classic and its $7 million purse is not really all that good. It's 26th out of 36 tournaments on the PGA Tour. Now, this is uh, is this the final tournament in segment one? Let me check really quick. It is. So let me, um, let's talk about that for a second. Cause we have not really talked about the segment strategy to this point. And if you are playing in the same one and done that I am, which is the Gups corner one and done, this applies to you. It might also apply to the one and done pool that you are in. However, I don't know the rules to every one and done pool that is out there. In fact, actually a lot of you do DM me, uh, your, your rules and some of them are quite strange, but anyway, in if you're playing in this one there are payouts obviously for season long but then there are payouts for each segment so i think there's four nine tournament segments because this would be the ninth event of the year it is the end of segment one uh there are additional payouts if you finish in the top whatever you know whatever percent of segment one, segment two, segment three, segment four, etc. Um, I think there's also a payout for the majors and the WGCs. I think those are lumped together this year. Um, but I definitely know that the segments are. So anyway, what that generally means is if you are in contention uh, to win a segment, you might choose differently than you would if you were playing for the season long. So for example, if I was if I was currently winning segment one or I was near the top of segment one and I wanted to retain my position, I would probably take one of the bigger names in the field. That could be Brooks Kepka, it could be Tommy Fleetwood, could be Ricky Fowler. Essentially, the idea is just keep your foot on the pedal. You're not you're you're okay with burning some of these bigger names now for a, a more instant gratification and reward if you win the segment. If you are, especially uh, if you are not really in contention for this segment, there might not be as much of a reason to burn someone like a Brooks Kepka or a Justin Rose or a Ricky Fowler, especially here in a purse and a prize pool that is not necessarily very large. Uh, if you are in contention in your segment, <laughs> but uh, you're going to need to make up ground like those middle players, you know, the guys that are not the top tier guys. But ones that like, hey, if I hit on Shane Lowry this week, for example, I might be the only guy. Uh, there might be nobody above me that has Shane Lowry. So I'm going to go out and play him. That's kind of the idea. It's just a little wrinkle that, um, you know, really only pertains to you if you are probably near the top of each of these segments. But I want to keep it in mind because not only is this the end of segment one, that but that means next week is going to be the start of segment two and you'll want to get off on the right foot. Okay. So let's look at the full field and um, it's fairly weak to be quite honest with you, but I want to look and see what kind of the natural fits would be. Um, first off, you know, the expected value, obviously Brooks Kepka uh, leads the way here. Justin Rose, 
uh, is second pretty significantly. So Brooks is at 223,000. So the way that this reads is if you played this tournament, you know, infinity times, or I don't know, call it a thousand times so that it's a little easier to grasp. The average take home for Brooks Kepka in this event would be 223,000. Sometimes he's going to win it. Sometimes he's going to miss the cut. Uh, but the average take home would be about 223,000 based on his uh, past results, his, his tournament history, his, his finishes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Justin Rose is about 192. He's second. And then there's a pretty pretty big drop-off to Ricky Fowler at 148. And then there's another pretty dro- pretty big drop-off to Fleetwood, Woodland, and Hovland, who are between 120 and 108. Um, and then there's basically another pretty big drop-off. So it's like there's really only five, uh, in terms of this calculation, five big names that you would want to look at. Now, determining if you want to actually burn one of those guys uh, – is up to you. So let's let's look at kind of what last year's ownership was in this contest and see how this is going to pan out. Um, so first of all, Adam Scott was the highest owned golfer last year. He missed the cut. He's not in the field this week. Sergio Garcia was next, uh, 557 picks. He's not in the field this week. Webb Simpson next, 285. He's not in the field this week. <laughs> next is Gary Woodland. So then the next four were Gary Woodland. Billy Horschel, Ricky Fowler, and Brooks Kepka. I imagine all of those are going to increase this year because you've got basically 1,200 picks uh, displaced between Adam Scott and Sergio Garcia that need to go somewhere. So I imagine they are going to trickle down to these others, Gary Woodland, Billy Horschel, Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kepka. Let's go back to the golfer profiles and see... You know, which one of these guys might be better for your situation? Let's start with the man at the man. Wow. Let's start with the man at the top. If I can say those words, Brooks Kepka. Um, very interesting. Uh, Brooks, we've only seen once at the Genesis this year. And is that right? Yeah, he didn't play WGC Mexico. Uh, and only 11 owners picked him because Brooks gets saved for the biggest events. You can see. 643 picked him at the PGA Championship last year. Uh, then he was over 200 uh, choices, uh, I don't know, five other times. It was the Open Championship. It was the U.S. Open. It was the match play, interesting, the players and the Arnold Palmer. So, needless to say, everyone saves Brooks for a major, and that is probably correct. Um I mean, I would actually be a believer in not using Brooks at a major, but I would put him in a WGC and I would probably wait to see him playing better golf considering he's coming off the knee thing. So I don't know, like St. Jude would probably be a pretty good spot for, uh, for Brooks, something like that. But anyway, I don't think he's gonna be very popular this week because he is, uh, dealing with all of this stuff. I think that people in nature want to save him for something bigger. I, I don't think he gets, I don't think he gets used very much. Uh, next up, Tommy Fleetwood, kind of interesting because, um, let's see where, let's see where people have used Tommy Fleetwood in the past here. Look at those locks. Tommy looks great. All right. Tommy has, uh, 308 picks last year at the Northern trust. Interesting. 257 at the players 210 at WGC Mexico. And then basically he just gets used like a hundred and 150 times every single week. He was used at, he was used 300 times in Mexico last week. Um, to me, Tommy is actually one of these, and I think I'm guilty of this too, 
I know he's really, really good. I know he can play in any field, but I don't really want to use him in a big spot, um, which is kind of weird to think about. So I think I used him at the tour championship last year or the BMW championship because it got to the end of the year. I had used everybody else and I knew I still had Tommy Fleetwood in my back pocket. He's a safety net. Um, I, I guess I don't mind playing him here at the Honda. Uh, I think he's got a fourth place finish in his only trip here. I don't think he's going to be super popular. I mean, I know he's the betting favorite, but like, he's not that exciting. Is he like, I, I, I think there's going to be other guys who are, who are more, uh, more highly touted and more, more chosen. Someone, one of them might be Ricky Fowler. I mean, Fowler has kind of shed this, um, you know, you should use him in a major because he's going to top five everything. He's kind of shed that. And where he gets used now is waste management, which he already got used 182 times there. He got used 180 times at the American Express. He got used 88 times at the Farmers. Uh, you can use him at, so yeah, you can see he got used at the Wells Fargo. He got used at the Masters last year. He got used at the PGA Championship. Just kind of like 150 to 250 picks almost everywhere. Um what Ricky has going for him is the course history. His recent form has been pretty bad. I think if you're going to use a stud, Ricky's the guy to use. Um, if that is the route you're going, which I don't think you have to take, but I think using Ricky is the, is the way to go. If you want to use one of the big three, I think a lot of ownership and picks are going to head and rightfully so, uh, to Gary Woodland. So Gary usually gets picked very early on in, in these contests. Last year, he was picked 413 times at the Sony Open, week number one. Then he was picked f- nearly 400 times at the Farmers, week two. Uh, by the Honda Classic last year, uh, so the first five events, Gary Woodland had already been chosen, quick mental math, 800, 1,000, like 1,200 times. Uh, which is pretty crazy. Now, this year, he's already been used about 530 times, uh, a lot at the Farmers again, 177 at the Waste Management, and then 32 in Mexico last week. This is a pretty good spot to use Gary. Um, And I think he eats up a lot of that Adam Scott, Sergio Garcia-type ownership from last year because he's very good off the tee. He's had good success here in Honda in the past. Um, you don't really feel bad about wasting him. I think Gary is going to be probably the highest owned golfer this week. And I don't say that often. Actually, it's probably the first time I've ever said that, which, which means it'll probably be wrong, but I think Gary's going to be really, really popular. If you want to go a different route, um, I do think there's some more options. Someone like a, um, a Ben on, I think you'll kind of be by yourself on Benny on. I think someone like, who am I thinking about here? Let me see. Oh, someone like a uh, Billy Horschel. Um, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of playing Billy Horschel this week, but I understand the appeal here. So if we go back to last year, Billy was already one of the uh, more used golfers. He was the one, two, three, four, fifth most used golfer last year. And remember that uh, three of the guys ahead of him are not in the field this week. So I think Billy naturally is going to get a big bump here, especially because he's coming off I want to say it's back-to-back top tens um, for Billy Horschel. And at least the good news is, so I I know there's, you know, there's talk. I talked about Ben on. I know there's been some talk about Shane Lowry, which I think is okay. Billy at least has uh, pretty good upside. You know, I, I, I talk about him popping up, getting that top 10 money just as likely as he is 
you know, to finish T60. And like that, that's really the case for him. Right. And, um, there's, there's, there, I guess there was one fit for Billy last year, which was the, the Valero Texas open. He got used nearly 400 times. Um, that was the only time he got used more than 200 times and he got picked more than almost 400. He was 198 at the rocket mortgage. So it's not like, and then Honda classic was his, was his third most, uh, popular, popular destination. Um, Everyone still has him available because he's only been picked, what is that, 10, 8, 53 times? 53 times this season already, so like he's available everywhere. Um, I, I think it's reasonable to choose him here. Okay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't kill you for it. I think he's reasonable. And then um, I know like Shane Lowry's on here. Like Lowry, I, I, like you can, I don't know if you want to use Lowry. He's fine. Let's see. Let's see where he was picked last year. Yeah, not much. Shane Lowry was never chosen more than 100 times last year. Uh, 94 times at Pebble Beach, 58 at RBC Canadian, and then literally, oh, that's my dog. I think Amazon is here. Sorry about that. So, uh, like I was mentioning, Lowry, you can get everywhere. Oh, I think Daniel Berger is another name I keep hearing. I'm not a Berger fan. I understand he's got back-to-back top tens. I understand that um, I think he has, like, one good finish here at Honda. Let's see if anybody's going to use him. Yeah, I mean, uh, he was most chosen. Uh, the tournament he was most chosen at last year was the Honda, but it was only 55 times. So it's not like he's going to be uh, – I guess he could garner – he's probably going to garner more ownership than that this week because he's coming in off of two top tens. Um, I don't know. I think you could go a lot of different directions. I think I think Woodland and Horschel eat up a lot of the ownership – I think if you are front running, you go with one of the top guys. Um, and then if you want to be a little bit different, I think you're okay going with, um, I mean, even, even Sungjae or uh, who else am I thinking about? Uh, Benny on Horschel would be fine. Woodland would be fine. I think they're all just, I think they're all fine. Um, so there you go. Let me know what you think. Honda classic one and done. Tweet me at Rick Run Good or leave a comment below. I'll talk to you guys soon. Best of luck this week.